You're listening to the Second Opinion Podcast. This podcast has been brought to you by Second Opinion Productions. Gaming is our passion. Podcasting is our profession. Check us out at Cineleaks.com. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Second Opinion Podcast, episode 249. It's your boy, Celeb, back again with his partner, Crime, the evil slash somewhat good Lord Bowles. Good evening, sir. <laughs> How you doing, man? Good, bro. How are you? Uh, you know, we had a pretty good day today. We got some articles written. We played some video games. Now we're doing a podcast. Pretty high in production. If you don't say so myself, 100, 100. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's go ahead and get down into this episode. This episode has been brought to you by Cinelinks.com and also brought to you by water. Drink it or you'll die. <laughs> it's so stupid. All these fucking brought people. Are, water. Uh, all these people, man. Every time I listen to a podcast, somebody else is like sponsored by somebody. He's like, hey, uh, check out this product. Well, how about you just go drink some water? Right. You either have halitosis or you could die of thirst. <laughs> you know, you could get cancer for drinking water. Can you? Yeah. What kind of water? Uh, I'm assuming. Just in the, general? I'm assuming the H2O type. <laughs> Uh, already off to an interesting episode so bolts let's go down with you first my bro what you been drinking what you been gaming i have not been drinking much of anything i've okay. laid off the alcoholic beverages the beverages with the sugars yeah um so a lot of water and a lot of sparkling ice fruity drink hey and you know what that What's uh that ice product is really good man that lemonade is it's just like board. lemonade dog there's no calories, there's no carbs, there's no sodium, there's no potassium. It's like, it's nothing. It's, it's great. It's, it's good. And it tastes wonderful. It's yeah. got a little carbonation in it. Um, Just a so, little bit. You know, it gives a little extra. <laughs> so, um, it's not bad. I enjoy it. I drink uh-huh. the shit out of it. I've had like, I think, two Dr. Peppers in like four weeks. Yeah. Which is mind-boggling. <laughs> um, and they just added Dr. Pepper vanilla. Oh, yeah. So. So sad. I don't get to drink it right it's now. It's okay. Well, what have you been gaming? What have I been gaming? Well, <sighs> since uh, well, the do- now remember, don't what? get too detailed. I'm not it. going to. Okay. Yeah, shit. <laughs> since there's not really much out there for me to play right now until probably you know, until of course February. You know, February, yeah. February, March is when the when the big titles start hitting for the for Q1. That's right. Um, I, I decided to dive into Red Dead. Um, of course, you know me. I'm not a big Western fan guy. Yeah. Um, but the story of Red Dead alone booyaka, kept, booyaka. kept me entertained. Yeah. Um, which, which you know, I had a feeling because the, the the story of the original Red Dead was 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 awesome. Yeah. You know. You know, but then you had to start like, you know, moving horses and stuff around. You were like, "Fuck this game." <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not even playing. I'm so pissed. <laughs> I was like, oh, good. My first five missions of the game is fucking manual labor. Yeah. Uh, so, um, but overall. Like, I do that shit in real life. <laughs> uh, uh, Red Dead, I just finished the 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 Arthur part. I'm fixing to jump into the John Marston part. So, um, that's we're gonna what talk, I We're going to talk about Bolts' emotions on that a little bit later on. But uh, other than that, like Call of Duty, right? Oh, yeah, and Black Ops. Yeah. I mean, come on. That's, okay. that's just a mainstay until some shit comes out. Yeah. 
Uh, well, drinking-wise, on my side, uh, just been having some good old water. Sponsor right there. Shout out to uh, the Berkshire's Earth. bitch. <laughs> yeah, Berkshire's <laughs> water. Oh, oh, my God. Um, Gaming-wise, I've been playing a good chunk of stuff. I've been playing some Resident Evil 2. Now, some of you that are listening may be wondering why uh, I haven't been doing any streaming of Resident Evil 2. I cut my finger wide open on the left side of my uh, my left. He got scared, y'all. He couldn't do it no more. <laughs> Index finger. Not at all. Um, He's like, I'm a man. <laughs> I am a man! I'm in a glass case of motions! <laughs> That's so Ron Burgundy voice. Baxter! Uh, <laughs> Baxter! <laughs> he fucking punts Baxter. <laughs> I love that movie oh, so much. Oh, my Jesus. Um, anyway, so, yeah, I was at work the other day. Not, you know, I was in a rush. And uh, as some of you may know, I'm a butcher. And I slipped. <laughs> Are you thinking about Baxter again? Oh, my God. <laughs> I've slipped. Shoved right into the side of my finger. I ended up having to get six stitches, but um, I should be able to get the stitches out this coming Saturday. It was a definite screw-up on my part, and uh, I'm just glad it wasn't any worse than what it was. So, um, But I've been playing Resident Evil 2. Also been playing some Call of Duty. Um, uh, played a little bit of Assassin's Creed today. And uh, also played... Um, a battle royale game called Apex Legends, which we're going to talk about a little bit later on in the podcast. Um, so, video games coming soon. We got Crackdown 3 launching February 15th. We have Jump Force uh, launching February 15th. Anthem coming out on February 22nd. Our big exciting game, Metro Exodus, coming out February 15th. Hey, hey. Uh, also, Far Cry New Dawn comes out February 15th. Now, something I didn't know until uh, a couple of days ago, Far Cry New Dawn launches at $39.99, so it's not even a full yeah, retail well, yeah, price. Well, it's Far Cry 5.5. 5.55. 5.55. Yeah. Pretty much. So $39.99, it's not bad. No, You get a not. full game, no basically joke. DLC. I, basically. I've really changed my mindset on it, because at first I was like, uh paying 60-something bucks for another Far Cry game one year after, and then I saw the price of it, and it really made me change my mind on it. So, um, all right. So, Good on you, Ubisoft. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, so, uh, as you guys know, we've changed up the podcast a little bit, so we're getting directly down into some video game news. We'll have a music minute later, and then we'll talk about a couple other things. Um, something uh, that some... Fans could possibly be excited about Assassin's Creed 3 Remastered drops this spring and will have all previously released DLC. Um, now, I think the game is going to be $59.99. Which, which I could, okay, which to me would be slightly okay because you're getting Assassin's Creed 3, which um, I looked at the, the, uh, the, the gameplay of the new. Physics and graphics they put it in looks there. pretty Fucking good. great, dude. Yeah. I'll give it that. Um, you get a Liberation also. It's, it's supposed to be... Does it really come with a I Liberation believe, as well? well uh, it's, it's oh, actually, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're getting all the DLC. And I can I can understand that because you're getting a full game. Yeah. Yeah, it came out on the... You know, it's 60 bucks on the PS3 and the 360 for crying out loud. So 60 bucks with all the DLC and I think Liberation as well. You're getting all that for 60 bucks. I'm definitely cool yeah. with that. Yeah. So, um, it, it, it's, you know, I don't know. It's a, 
They're and, constantly remastering these and, and you know, re-releasing right. them. And, and the funny part about it, this is the this is probably one of the ones that got the worst, other than like Syndicate and Unity and stuff like that. This is one of the worst reviewed ones, or or excuse me, not reviewed, critic acclaim. You know what I'm saying? It, it, I think the the reviews for the overall game were good, but you're saying in the aspect of like disappointment. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because the. The, the you know I don't think this is any spoilers. The game has been out for for a while now, so um, if you don't want to hear what happens in the game, you have a chance to skip a little bit. Um, three, two, one. So what happens? You go through this game playing as Connor. You're doing all this other stuff. I mean, and the game is just the story is so awesome. I mean, I literally. Pretty much got really close to platinuming this game, which it, for me is a pretty big deal. Uh, I don't platinum a lot of games. And um, then you get to the end, and the main character, I can't even remember his name now. Desmond. Bro. Desmond Miles. Yeah, I blocked it out of my mind because the new Assassin's <laughs> Creed are so different. Um, so Desmond Miles dies in the game. It's so crazy to me. I don't understand it. I mean, it really makes no sense to me at all. Like, the the decision to do that. Um, I mean, it makes sense now, I guess, to the extent, like, if they already knew that they had planned on completely redoing the entire series. But, um, so, yeah, I mean, this, this, I will not be playing this remastered. Because I really put a lot of emotion into Assassin's Creed 3 and was really let down. Now, I would play it to play Liberations. Because Liberations was originally a PlayStation Vita game. And then it got um, put on... um, Was it ever put on Xbox? No. I don't think it was. It may have been, but I don't know. It may have been. For all our recollection, uh, we don't think it has been. But I'm sure it's going to be now. So, um, And uh, Liberation was awesome. The first Assassin's Creed game in the series at that time to have a female assassin lead. So uh, it was a pretty big deal. And uh, I'm, I mean, if you're excited about it, awesome, cool. I'm glad, but I probably won't be playing it. But I'm, I, I guess I'm glad that they're relaunching these. But at the same time, it just, I don't know, with the new Assassin's Creed style of gameplay, I don't really kind of understand why. At uh, the same time, to an extent, absolutely. I, you know, you know how I feel about remasters and yeah. whatnot. So, yeah. So as we've already talked about, Apex Legends is a battle royale game brought to you by Respawn Entertainment, the people that were behind Titanfall. So there's already been this kind of weird thing of like Respawn coming out saying they're not working on Titanfall, and now they're confirming that they are working on another Titanfall. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I just know that Respawn came out and said EA did not make the decision to make Apex Legends. They came out with the decision to make Apex Apex Legends. It is a different style of Battle Royale game. I think there's a total of 60 players in a map, and you are launched into the map uh, with a three-person squad. Um, You can choose to go solo, um, but so far, I haven't been like the best at it, but there's been a couple of games I've been matched up with some pretty good uh, players, and I've really enjoyed myself. Now, Bolts, have you seen any of the gameplay from this as of yet? Yeah, I watched you play it earlier today. What'd you think? I mean, it looks good. It looks great. It looks like it's a lot of fun. But? It's Battle Royale. It's not my... Co- I, I can't... I'm sorry. I just can't give props to battle royales I why just, i just don't i don't like them i don't know i don't there's something about them i don't know what it is 
you know, I played Fortnite. I played that. What was that? What's the other one? Um, Realm. Is it? Oh, Realm Royale yeah. and Blackout. You played I, a little bit. I, of I Blackout, played Blackout. Yeah. Of course, I can't get into it. I played PUBG the other day. Players unknown. I mean, I just Battle Royales are not my thing, and I don't know I understand. why. Understand? I know. I understand. Now, there's some of them that that are not my thing either, like Fortnite. I've really tried to get into Fortnite, man. I've had a lot more friends playing Fortnite recently because of all the new events and all this other stuff, and I just can't get into it, bro. I don't like the building aspect. I don't. I mean, the cartoony graphic, the cartoony graphics are not something that really bother me that bad. But it's just there's just something about it. I'm glad it's successful, but there's just something about it that I don't. I don't particularly like now blackout. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed, but apex legends is right up there with blackout. I've really liked the, the team style of it. I like the fact in apex legends that I don't even have to have my mic on. It's very easy to communicate with the voice commands that you are given on, on your little R one wheel of like saying, I'm going over here. There's an enemy there. It's super easy to access those. Um, now, I think the, I think the, um, I I don't know how to say what I'm trying to say. The time to, of kill or like, you know, trying to kill someone, it, it takes forever. It really does. And the clips are like super small. Like, I mean, no matter how much ammo you pick up, like I had a light machine gun. I picked up like four or five packs of light machine gun ammo. And I think I only had 60 or I had like 60 or 71 bullets. Yeah. So like comparing that to the other games that are in the same genre, it's a little different. But uh, I'm thoroughly, thoroughly enjoying my time with it. But the main news that we're getting at is that day one, Apex Legends landed the total of 2.5 million players on the first day. That is some huge numbers for a game that literally dropped out of nowhere. It was a day before, two days before, that there was rumors that a Titanfall Battle Royale game was in the making, and they didn't know when it was coming. It just out of nowhere, it was like, hey, by the way, bam, it's available for free. So, pretty crazy. What do you think about that, Bolts? I mean, I'm, I know I'm, you don't like. I know yeah, you don't like just, battle royale, but it's still. I mean, I mean, two. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an impressive number for something that just popped out of nowhere. I mean, very and, and, that, and that's pretty much it. Like that's it. Let's move on to something more serious, okay? <laughs> um, so this is actually something that I'm going to let Bolts talk about first because I love how opinionated he gets about these type of issues, um, and it's it's a pretty ridiculous one. Pennsylvania legislators are proposing that in the state of Pennsylvania there should be a syntax on mature video games. So let me ring this bell. Ding ding. Let's hear what you got to say, Bolts. Um, that's, that's just dumb. Um, a syntax. You you re- you realize that in an everyday world, whether you're watching TV, you're watching the news that is presented to us on a daily basis, you see this shit all the time. And and don't get me wrong. I mean, their their thought process of this going to a, a good account like the money collected would go to an account with the goal of improving safety measures at Pennsylvania schools that's all fine and dandy but not as far as video games this is 
it, it, man, it just. I think when you, uh, I think what you're trying to get at is when you move into something like this of saying a sin tax, which would would be a ten percent tax on video games because it's an M-rated game. Okay, it says M-rated and adult only only titles. Which, mind you, a lot of these games that are M-rated, like Call of Duty, you know, you don't see adult themes in there. You just see some blood. Violence and cuss words. Yeah, violence and cuss words. The sad part about this is a 10% tax on a video games. You're already paying a, a you're already paying 0.082% on a tax of video games, and you're going to add another 10% to yeah. it. So the game's what, going to cost you, what, $70, $75 now? Yeah, close to 80 depending on what it and is. And that's so. in Pennsylvania. You know, you, you, that's I understand what they're doing, and they're trying to uh, take advantage of the video game market because that's, that's the what way the, I, that's exactly what that, they're trying and they're, to do, and they're gonna do it the wrong way. Yeah. Because I, I promise you, if if you add a ten percent tax to these video games that are rated M and, and AO, then you're gonna have developers and so whatnot start trying to. You know, downgrade some of these games, so they don't have so so they're so us customers in Pennsylvania don't feel like we're spending seventy five to eighty dollars on a game when we can still spend sixty you know sixty four ninety five because it's it's like this it's like this if if I go if I go to Pennsylvania and there's a game that says ready for teen all right sixty four ninety five. And it has blood, it has violence, it has it has whatever else. Yeah. Games that get rated M are more of the notable games like your Call of Duties and your Resident and your and your Mortal Kombat's and your Resident Evils and, and so on and so forth. You're gonna have developers that make these games that are rated M's or AOs are not gonna be able to sell their games because people aren't gonna pay the extra fifteen, twenty bucks to buy the game. Yeah, exactly. So they're gonna go to these other games that are rated teen. Rated, yeah. you know, E plus ten years old or whatnot, you know. So they're they're it's it's a good concept for what they're thinking, but yeah. they're totally going about the wrong way. I agree, and uh, it's just like this article says. Uh, the article is cited from PlayStation Lifestyle. Uh, it says that the syntax is not something that is. Uh, is not something that is new. Uh, products like alcohol, cigarettes, pornography, and gambling have been subject to a syntax um, for being deemed morally harmful to society. The purpose is twofold. It first makes the sin cost, um, <laughs> which is just, I mean, it's so crazy to me to even call it syntax. But uh, the syntax is one of the biggest reasons why cigarettes are so expensive. Uh, for example, in Chicago, Illinois, the combined state, county, and municipal taxes currently come to $6.16. $6.16. So, like, if a pack of cigarettes is 6 bucks, you're paying $12 for the damn cigarettes. That is nuts. That's so crazy to me, man. I mean, I'm not... I, I don't. I'm not a smoker or anything like that. But damn, like if somebody smokes cigarettes, it's their. And uh, they should be able to do so. Exactly. Exactly. And and, and they're thinking that they're gonna get. What, what they're thinking is that video games is an addiction, like cigarettes and alcohol. But video games is not an addiction. Yeah. You know, it's it's not. Don't get me wrong. I I play video games 
you play video games. We play lots of video games. There's people across this world who play video games. Yeah. Do they realize that the most popular video games out there right now are are not rated mature? Yeah. I mean, you think about it. What's the most popular video game right now? Fortnite. Fortnite. It's e a cartoon. Everybody. Yeah. Yep. E freaking video games. And and and, <laughs> and that's what they want to capitalize on, and they're not going to capitalize on yeah. it. Yeah. You know, there's 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 a fraction of video games that are rated mature. And a bro, fraction. and I hate saying it like this, and I know I'm trying not to get too political on there, but. You know, whenever you cut down to that aspect, then you need to move into the aspect of, you know, movies. If the, if it's a mature, if it's an R-rated movie that yeah. comes out, there needs to be a higher tax on that. Exactly. Something that's shown on your TV needs to be a higher tax than that. Now, I bet you half these people that are pushing this bill are people that support things like, you know, open carry, you yep. know, or, you know, gun rights. You know, I whatever. If you want to carry a gun, that's fine. If it's legal in your state to do so, that's fine. But I'm just telling you, when you get into those situations, you're going to have people bring up this type of stuff and say, okay, but you're, you want to do a syntax on a video game because it's morally unacceptable, but you think it's okay to open carry a gun that could kill somebody. And I'm just saying, that's literally the type of argument that you are going to be met with as somebody that brings this type of law into place or brings it to you know the floor so I, that's just me bro it's bullshit it is bullshit and, it is. and it's almost on the verge of uh, of censorship like on tv you know and i i don't care what anybody says that well the, they're, they're censoring the mature video games because they want to make money off of it and whatnot it's a type of censorship and it's and it's shitty as hell yeah i totally agree so moving on from one sin to another, uh, <laughs> Mortal Kombat 11 had its combat cast recently, and it has been announced that Cabal and Devora are returning to Mortal Kombat. Now, Devora was in Mortal Kombat uh, X, uh, but Cabal has not been in the game since Mortal Kombat 9, which he, I'm pretty sure Cabal died. Um, with a ton of other characters um, in Mortal Kombat 9, like uh, who was it? There was um, there was just a lot. There was a lot. Smoke, I think uh, everybody, everybody died. Okay, there was a lot of people dying. Um, but it was some really cool footage that was shown off. He had a crazy, crazy fatality. So, Bolts, are you excited about the return of Devora and Cabal to the Mortal Kombat series? Devora is whatever, but Cabal, absolutely. Yeah. Um, what do you think about that fatality? Uh, fatality was sick, man. So gruesome. Right. And and Cabal. I should be taxed just for talking about <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> That's 1825. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, he, he, he uses the, the, the curved blade, the hook blade, I guess you could call it. Um, it's one of the most devastating weapons that that I think is a is a huge fit for Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Uh, watching just uh, the gameplay trailer of, of how he uses these weapons, and it just it C Cabal is where it's at, man. Yeah, it looks really awesome. Devora is not somebody that I used a lot. I don't really understand how they can make. Devora look more disgusting than she did in the previous game. <laughs> I said that on Twitter uh, the other day, and somebody was like, "Devora's beautiful," but uh, I just I am so excited for this game, and I cannot wait 
until it releases. Uh, it's coming out in April of this year, which is so crazy that it was announced and then it was like, hey, we're coming out in April. You know, it's funny. You look at Devorah and you're like, God, I'm so frightened. Yet strangely, Attractive. yet strangely aroused. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. No way. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. Get it. Nope. I've seen Devorah's. Uh, I've seen Devorah's uh, fatalities. Now? Yeah. So <laughs> there's no attraction there at all. <laughs> uh, but Cabal, I am very excited about him being back as well. Just like Bolt said, he has a really awesome, really, really awesome fatality to where he splits somebody right down the middle with his with his blades. Um, but it's so cool to see him back. And I really hope these returning characters from the series are going to take an impact on the story as well. I hope we're going to see them return in the story and not just be just, you know, run of the mill playable characters, uh, that don't have any type of impact on the story because, um, that also cuts down to Baraka, which Baraka was killed. So it'd be really cool if he was like a clone or something like that. I don't know. Um, you know how Shao Kahn is. Yeah. Shao Kahn and and uh, all the other jackasses. Um, so, anyways, the game is going to be fantastic. I mean, I really cannot wait for its release. Um, we hope to do... Um, we hope to do a review of the game. Uh, and whenever it gets closer, I'll be doing a walkthrough of the story as well. So... Um, To celebrate the release of Crackdown 3, Microsoft has made the original Crackdown game free for all Xbox users. Xbox One users can go grab a free copy of Crackdown now with no strings attached. This isn't the first time that the Xbox 360 360 version of the game is handed out for free, but if you never had a chance to grab it, now is your chance. Um, pretty awesome. Bolts, uh, you played the original Crackdown. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Look, I, yes, I played the original Crackdown. I played Crackdown 2. Um, it has some really, really cool aspects of the games, but it just, it, I, it never, ever, ever, ever stuck with me. I, I couldn't get into really? it. Um, I don't know if it was because it was too over the top. Um, I don't know. I just I don't know what it was about it. I couldn't get into it. Now Austin, I know I can't. I think it was Crackdown crack Two. Austin absolutely loved that shit. Yeah. But me, I, you know, it was an open world aspect. You know, picking up cars and chunking them, buses chunking them, leaping bounds <laughs> across the damn city like nobody's business. It it seemed like it was fun, but God bless it, I hated it. Did you really? I did. Man, I'm shocked by that, dude. I hated it. Wow. Um. Well, if you loved the original and you didn't hate it like Bolts, then definitely make sure to check the game out. It is available now for free on the Xbox Marketplace. I cannot believe that you hate the original Crackdown so I much, hated man. I hate it all. Was it just like you just couldn't connect because you didn't like the art style I or what? No, I, just, I just didn't like it at all, period. Gameplay, art style, uh, the physics, you know, the open world aspect, I just... And 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 that and this was during the height of 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 Grand Theft Auto uh, Four, and um, you know Saints Row started making an appearance. Yeah. So it it just it just it was trying to compete with those two with this over the top zealous. I just I hate. What was it. the one game? What was that one game that you got mad at me because I didn't remember it? Started with a P. Prototype. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so there there was two prototypes, right? Prototype one and two. Okay, so what was what was the game it was based off of? Gameplay style. It was like a Hulk game. Oh, uh, Maximum Destruction. What? You said uh, was it Hulk Maximum Destruction? Oh, bro, I don't I can't remember. But you remember there was a Hulk game that had the same type of gameplay as Prototype. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's where they originally based their gameplay off of, or something. But, anyways, I guess that's the same type of gameplay that Crackdown is, right? Like you were jumping all over the place, throwing shit. Yeah, it was. It was just. just it was way too over the top. Yeah, I got you. I got you. All right, so moving on from that, Anthem racks in. 40 million hours worth of playtime over both demo weekends. That is huge, man. I mean, God, that's such a big number for a demo. 40 million hours worth of playtime. It is really crazy to me. Um, I'm going to talk about my experience a little bit more with Anthem uh, later in the cast, but I'm just... uh, I'm I'm excited for Bioware. Uh, Bolts, I mean, I know you're not the most excited about Anthem, but uh, what do you think about those numbers? That's pretty big for a fucking like open. Oh man, that's beta so impressive. Just imagine if we could have took this time and effort and put in a Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> Moving to the next Fuck topic. Anthem and the horse you rode in on. Oh my god, bro. Um, so. I just, man, I don't really know what to say. I can't really say much about it because we're going to talk a little bit later about it. But um, it's a big number. 40 million hours played over both weekends in the open beta and in the VIP uh, demo. Um, BioWare was very excited um, about this, of course, uh, and... It is a it is a really really big number. Now the game does launch February twenty second on PC, PS four, and Xbox One. Um, and these are this is one of those games that I would actually really like to see cross platform play in, especially since it is a mainly online based multiplayer game. I would really like to see it. So that's just me. I, I, I will say this: if 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 you like Warframe, you're gonna like Anthem. That's a Good comparison. Yep. Kinda. I don't know. Are you being sincere right now? I'm just saying. If you, if if you like, I'm just trying to compare it to something that's out there on the market. If you like Warframe, I think you'll <laughs> like Anthem. Um, but if you have any heart and soul, then you won't purchase <laughs> Anthem. Oh my God, bro! Um, so you are a traitor. Moving on <laughs> from that. Resident Evil 2 Remake gets a first-person mod. Now, this is available on the PC. Um, I saw somebody actually playing it. Uh, there was a uh, Twitch streamer that was playing the game with the first-person mod. And I'm going to tell you right now, this should be something officially made for the game. They should come out with an official mod for the game. It is so much more horrifying like this. The person that was playing it... Um, I don't know if they are somebody that actually made the mod or what, but the gameplay that I saw, I mean, it was so awesome, dude. It was so great um, to to see the game because, like, you have to you have to remember in Resident Evil Seven, 
the game was made for that. So with this being made the way it was, it was made more in the aspect for, of course, a third-person game. But with it being made as a third-person game, his arms are out and about in front of him uh, a lot more than what in a normal you know first-person game they would be. Um, but you also have like the flashlight sticking out, and like while you're running, the literally on the screen, the only thing that you can really see because the like the dimness that he has on there is just the circular outline and what's in in the middle of the flashlight. So while he's walking around there, the streamer I was watching, Mister X, like was following him and I don't think he realized it and he turned around and the flashlight was right there on Mr. X's face and he was like "Ah!" I mean bro he was freaking out so oh my god dude I would love to play the game in a first person mode I've said how much I would love um, more Resident Evil games in a first person mode like this Uh, now mind you I do think Resident Evil 2 is fantastic and I love the third person classic mode um, they're saying Resident Evil 8 is supposed to be taking uh, a hit from this uh, with that third-person mode, and they said that it is rumored to be a lot like Resident Evil 4. So um, that's always a good thing if you're taking reference from uh, one of the best Resident Evil games ever made. Um, so, Bolts, what is your mindset on the resurgence of Resident Evil? Just a quick little thing. Um, to me, it's Resident Evil and this whole survivor horror, zombie apocalypse. This whole genre <laughs> is it's it's it's. I, I hate to say overplayed, but it's just like, ugh. You know, you got you got Days Gone coming. You've got The Last of Us Two coming. You've got this coming out. You've got Dying Light coming out. You've got a new Walking Dead coming out. You know, there's just I. <sighs> There's only so much shit you can do with zombies, people. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad they're they're remaking Resident Evil too. Yeah, um, I'm glad they're gonna possibly you know dive into something else and then something else and then you know I'm absolutely ecstatic about Dying Light too. Um, just because of the whole the, there's there's a whole other aspect of Dying Light too that you know d- your decisions is gonna affect the environment around you. I love that aspect in video games. Just because, you know, you can make one decision here and then your timeline follows this way. You make another decision and the timeline follows that way. Yeah. But as far as zombie games and everything else, I'm, I'm kind of over the whole zombie games. I, you know, I, I won't, I probably won't play the new Resident Evil. Um, I, I may play some of the Days, days Gone. Um, I, I won't dive into Resident Evil 2 Remake. Um, the Walking Dead, probably not going to happen. Last of Us 2, I will probably dive into that because of the story alone. Um, not necessarily because of what the game is, but the story itself. Yeah. Um, Dying Light, I will play because the first Dying Light was absolutely amazing. Mm. Um, so, I, I just... I, 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 the and, and let me tell you something. You, you want me to tell you what has really driven me away from this whole survival horror zombie apocalypse theme going on. What's that? It's the motherfucking Walking Dead TV series. I'm really? done with that shit. 
I don't know why they keep bringing it back. I don't either. I don't. But supposedly, this was supposed to be like the last season. Yeah, well, you know, apparently From what? another horde of zombies have traveled across yeah, didn't America. They, didn't they just oh. get? Uh, didn't they just get renewed for a tenth season? Yes, they did. And you know, it's so a, dumb. I'm. You, you you can only do so much with zombies. Yeah. I'm telling you, they walk around and eat people. That's all they do. And then, you know, it's just, and for the longest time with this damn walking TV show, it was like they find a safe place, something would happen. They find a safe place, something would happen. Somebody they find a die, safe place, fall and blah, 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 and motherfucking blah. <laughs> and I was just so fucking, it was so repetitive, it was tiring. Yeah. That's why I, I kind of have definitely steered away from the survival horror. Because back in the the, the place, the, the PS1 and the you PS2 days, lot, are right? you shitting me, dude? Yeah. All the way from the Silent Hills Especially to the... Especially you being such a gore freak. Oh, man. You know? Silent Hills to the Fatal Frames to the Resident Evils. That's where the shit was back. Oh, my bro. God. Fatal Frame. Are you kidding oh, me? fuck that I'm game. Just, I'm just over... I'm, I'm over with it the, being overplayed and over... When I say whatever. fuck that game, I say it in a, in a good way. I know that's hard to believe, but... I am saying it in a good way. Um, so... Bolts, 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 bolts. One day he'll return to the Resident Evil series, hopefully. So, um, coming up uh, after that, Microsoft wants to bring Xbox Live to Switch, Android, and iOS. Now, mind you, before you start getting your mind all tripping and stuff and thinking, "Oh my God, they're going to bring Xbox games to Nintendo no, Switch," no people. It's more or less they're going to. This is what. From what I read, this is what I think. They're bringing Microsoft's Xbox Live either as an app to where you can log into your Xbox Live account or some type of situation like that. Um, and it'll help support connection between cross-platform play, connecting players between iOS, Android, and Switch in addition to Xbox and any game in the Microsoft... Wait a second. Get a first look at the SDK to enable game developers to connect players between iOS, Android, and Switch in addition to Xbox and any game in the Microsoft Store and Windows PC. What does that mean? I almost guarantee anything that's downloadable for the Xbox Live, Xbox Store, Game Pass, or whatnot, you'll be able to play it on these. Really think so? Maybe not the iOS or the Android because. But bro, I mean, what would that do though? Like, I, I'm like, that's mind-boggling. Just, just think about it. If people who own a Switch don't own an Xbox for some reason, and they want, and but, but hold on, hold on, but they want to play Xbox games that are not on the Switch, for instance, Metro or you know, um, Crackdown Three that's fixing to come out. You buy. Xbox Game Pass for ten bucks, and you put it on your app on your Switch. But how? I'm so it's such a hard thing to think about. Like, Why? so what would it be? It would have to be a cloud-based gaming thing. Then. Well, yeah, it would be stream it. That's the only way you can play the Game Pass now. It says you can this download would it, but theoretically, you I'm sorry to interrupt. It says this would theoretically allow PC, Xbox, Switch, and mobile games to all coexist and share the same serve a uh, service for multiplayer voice commands. Achievements allowing owners of any of these platforms to play together. The idea itself isn't exactly radical. Microsoft already requires Xbox Live account login. So, 
I don't know. Maybe it's going to be a kind of a nonchalant thing when it first launches, and then maybe in the long run with the new console or something like that, they're going to launch it and say, hey, you can play Xbox Live games on your Nintendo Switch. That would be such a fucking huge thing for Xbox, bro. But I don't, I don't understand. Why, why is it so hard for you to understand? It's under- mind-boggling because you think, listen, dude, I mean, it's not, it's not the aspect of the technology. I understand that this type of technology has been around, whatever, streaming games. I, you know, PlayStation Now is what I've used before in the past, which I don't subscribe to it anymore. Just didn't play it as much as I, I needed to. But it's just crazy to me because that is a huge partnership. Yeah, I That know. is a groundbreaking partnership in the aspect, even at its simplest form, of using the service of multiplayer voice commands, achievements, or whatever else to connect Nintendo Switch player, mobile player, PC players, and Xbox players all on the same type of service so it's easier for them, for gamers to to get together and game. I know. Is a huge deal. I know. And it makes me so mad that Sony is not right there with this. It makes me so mad as a Sony fanboy that that they are not doing what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I just... Oh, my God, bro. It's so irritating. Because this is fucking huge. I mean, I don't... I, I know you're saying, like, why are you tripping about it? Because it's a... You know, it's a big fucking deal. And if they were to come out in, like, 2020 or 2021 and say, Hey, just to let you know, we've already got the ground... You know, we've already got the fucking groundwork done... Now it's time to build the fucking castle. You know what I'm saying? Like, this, it would be huge for Nintendo and Microsoft. Fuck you, Bolts. Sit there and fucking (laughs) snirk, snirk, snirk at me. Don't you smirk at me. Um, Man, that's a huge thing, bro. Wow. Well, another huge thing for me and for Dara. It has been officially announced by the Plants vs. Zombies Twitter page. Did you hear? The Plants vs. Zombies team is excited to confirm that we are working on a new Plants vs. Zombies title for console and PC. We'll share more details in the future. Stay tuned. This is a big deal. I hope to God. I hope to God that it is a new Plants vs. Zombies shooter. I really do. They didn't specify... If it was going to be a Garden Warfare game, but I really hope it is because me and Dara love Garden Warfare. We love, 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 love the game. Uh, This article is sourced from GameInformer.com, but it says on the bottom, Rumors of Garden Warfare 3 surfaced last March. Thanks to an Amazon listing for a tie-in Garden Warfare comic. While it seems very likely that today's news uh, will be a newly announced title, the rumored Garden Warfare 3 is one of the titles as well that fans have been asking for for quite some time. So, I'm sure you don't play Garden Warfare, right? No, no, not at all. Me and Dara just really loved it. Um, I fell in love with it um, pretty much instantaneously. So, it was just such a fun... Uh, game and it's really cool for people that want to like if you have kids 
um, that you're trying to kind of connect with them on the whole gaming side, this is the perfect way to do it. Perfect avenue is Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare. So, um, All right, we're going to take a quick music minute break. And when we come back, we're going to move into our real talk topics. And on the bottom... Uh, of the show on the bottom of the show on the last bit of the show we're going to talk about what games we're most excited for for february that's kind of a community thing as well so um we'll be back right after this guys we're back and uh as i said we got some pretty pretty weird stuff to talk about (laughs) so uh we're gonna talk with my boy bolts for just a second we're in the real talk real talk moment of the podcast so on real talk we are pretty honest about a lot of things sometimes we are uh, we try to step out of the norm, and this time, I think me and Bolt are going to admit that we're wrong on some stuff. So, Bolt, you're here to talk about Red Dead Redemption 2 real quick, so... Yes, I will we'll talk about Red Dead 2. Now, about this game. This game is a Western-style-based game, and I absolutely hate Western because there's nothing exciting about the time frame. Um, it's dusty, you got horses, you got wagons. About the most interesting about the Wild Wild West, it's before the turn of the century of the industri- Industrial Revolution. And that's pretty much it. It's it's the start... <laughs> the Wild Wild West is the start of a genocide of an entire race of people, which is the Native Americans. So I really, really don't even care for the Wild Wild West at all, period. Done with it. Yeah. Now, 
going back to Red 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 Dead Two. Red Dead Two is an it's it's an emotional game. It truly is. You 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 dive into the characters of the posse that you're running with: Arthur, Hosea, Dutch, um, Bill, John, uh, Miss Grimshaw, Tilly, Abigail. Uh, you know, Miss Adler, you know, you got all these characters in your little posse and each of them have their own little backstory, their own little something. And you start to, you start to, you start to feel what these, what, what these characters are going through. Um, and, I, and I'll sit here and tell you that I haven't had this connection or this emotion towards characters since I've played my Mass Effect series. Um... Now I will say this. Of course, my Mass Effect series is 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 close to my heart, near and dear to me, and nothing will, will compare to the emotional decisions you have to make in those games. But as far as connect, getting diving into characters, Red Dead really did it for me. Um, now, like I said, you know, I chose this to be my my game of the year edition, um, my game of the year period, so not edition. Sorry. Uh, I chose this to be my game of the year, and I hadn't even played it yet. Um, and playing through the first part, or the two, the first two thirds part of this, of this game, as Arthur Morgan going through his story and his struggles, going from basically you know a, a bad man to a to a full hearted good man, depending on, and honestly depending on how you played it. Um, you know, my, my, you know Caleb over here, he played through Red Dead as a complete dickhead. The whole time. the whole time, um, I took a step back and actually played as one of the be- as, as a good guy. And when if you if you know me and know me about Mass Effect, looking to tell you something, I'm a dick in Mass Effect. I am a complete dickhead because nobody cares about the humans, and that's and that's just how that goes. Now in Red Dead, I took Arthur Morgan, and I gave I, I did a lot of all the good choices that I could do. Um, I helped out most anybody. I didn't really rob anybody. Um, unless of course throughout the story that I had to, um, I stole, you know, I stole wagons, get money. I stole horses, get money and stuff like that. But I didn't just outright go out around and killing people. Um, so on, on that aspect, I was a completely different gameplay than what Caleb did. Now going back to Arthur Morgan, Arthur Morgan is an, an incredible character. Yeah. Um, his story, his backstory, who he is, what he stands for is, is everything that you know as as much as i could say everything that a man needs to be and needs to do um he he he's loyal to dutch he's loyal to dutch to a fault he's loyal to everybody in his group he cares and cares and only wants nothing but the best for his posse yeah you know and 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 you start to see that and you start to you start to grow with them and you start to really engage who Arthur Morgan is deep down inside, you know, he's, he's lost loved ones. He's, he's, he's losing loved ones on a, on, on, on a daily basis in this game. Yeah. So, you know, towards the end of this game, he finally sees what type of person Dutch is. Um, Dutch has been changing for the worst since they left Blackwater. And so he just, you just, you just, it, 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 it's hurtful and it's and it's painful to watch Arthur's health decrease in his relationship with with basically his buddy, his father, his his whatever you want to call him, his brother, just just deteriorate along with his health 
and Dutch is doing nothing but ruining the relationship with him and his posse and it's just going on and on and it's just it, it was it was emotional emotional to play yeah and it's just like what you said he would like ruin the relationship between like the weird you know like father son or brother brother type of relationship they had um because you know at the beginning of the game i was actually like really liking dutch and then you have that turning point to where it's just like you're like fuck dutch he doesn't want to listen to me me and Hosea have been telling him this entire time, you know, not to do this, not to do this. And he's constantly making stupid ass fucking decisions because he's not listening to the people who have been here with him from the get go. That's it, man. And, and, it's and so it, irritating. It, it is irritating. Oh, and you know, they do it on purpose. You oh, know what I'm saying? Do. Just so like when things happen in the game and, you know, let's just say, I'm not saying this is actually something that happens, but... You know, you get some information while you're going around that, you know, the Pinkertons are watching you. And then uh, you go back and, uh, uh, you know, Dutch is like, oh, we're going to go into this town and we're going to rob a bank. And then you're like, Dutch, that's probably not a good idea. I talked to this guy and he said the Pinkertons are really on our our trail right now, watching our every move somehow. I think we got a rat or some bullshit like that. And then... Lo and behold, you know what I'm saying? It always cuts down to situations like that to where Arthur, even though in my storyline, Arthur, there are different endings. There's three different endings to the game. Even though in my storyline, Arthur was more of an asshole, there was always, it cut down to those times that I was trying to tell Dutch certain things of like, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. He finally got to the point that he didn't fucking listen to me at all. Like, just thought that I was an afterthought. So I can understand what you're talking about when it comes down to an emotional thing. Cause it's, it's like that, that person that you see, that's just constantly falling and falling and falling. That's you're it. trying to give them advice and they just don't want to listen. So, um, so as, as what you said, I mean, I wouldn't say you were wrong, but like you, did not expect to have the emotional connection with this game that you Oh, had. absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you you have enjoyed it so far. You said you're in the John Marston oh, aspect, God, right? Yeah. Um, I finally got done with the fuck. I'm a ranch hand part, yeah. man. That's just like, like so, I'm sure somebody's going to listen to this and be like, "Man, they're just spoiling everything." Game's been out for a while now, so I'm not going to feel bad. Um, anyways, so I was wrong about Anthem. Anthem is done by BioWare. It's coming out February 22nd. We talked about it earlier. Uh, I have been not talking the best about Anthem for some time. Um, and I was completely wrong about it. The open beta demo launched. I played it, and I fell in love with it. There's four javelins that you can play with. The Ranger, the Colossus, the Storm, and the Interceptor Javelin. The ones that I played with was the Colossus and the uh, Ranger. The customization was unbelievable, dude. So great. The um, Not just with the, the vinyl stuff, the paints, the uh, different helmets and legs and, um, you know, shoulder stuff, chest plates, all that. But you can also customize all your weapons. You can customize the, uh, the additional weapons like, you know, you can, with the Colossus, it's so crazy. With the Colossus, uh, you have a big chain gun for your ultimate weapon. You have this big rocket launcher thing that does like ul- like unbelievable fucking damage. And then 
I also got this add-on to where it was a thing on his back. Uh, it was like an electric shooter on his back that shot electric currents at people that had like shields on them and it would take down their shields. Um, so even if I was fighting against an enemy uh, and they threw a shield bubble down, it was able to take that down or if they had shield on their je- uh, on their armor, it would take their shield off of their armor. It was so fucking cool, bro. Um, but then one of the things that just really shocked me was the gameplay of like flying. Like I remember when the Iron Man game came out on PS3, I think. Yeah. Um, and I just, you know, you always have like as a as a Marvel fan, I always thought like, man, why can't they make a good Marvel game? Like, you know what I'm saying? And of outside of Spider Man. Uh, we haven't really had a game like that. So this is that type of fill-in because the the gameplay of, like, flying, of, like, it's just, it, it baffles me. It baffles me. I don't understand, like, I mean, I understand why Mass Effect Andromeda failed now because they were really putting all their time into this shit because this game is just beast, bro. It is so fucking good the visuals are unbelievable the the storyline that i got to play in the demo was really it kind of really wrapped me in and made me care about this stuff more than what i did in like destiny because in destiny 2 destiny 1 and destiny 2 i just really didn't enjoy my time with the story layouts you know i was walking around with like a ghost over my shoulder talking about a world that was empty and that I had no connection to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So with Anthem, the visuals, the way they laid the story out, the the aspect that like while you're at your home base, you're in first-person mode, and it makes it way more personable of being able to walk up to these characters and talk to stuff, do these side missions, and then being able to literally jump into like like the free play mode. I would just jump in. It was such a good feeling walking up and seeing these huge, gigantic, I mean, vast worlds um, like floating in the sky from where you're standing. Jump down, go into fall. You're about to hit the ground and you, you know, you click that the trigger button and you just start flying. Uh, oh, dude, it was so cool. I literally, no joke, just got goosebumps on my arm. It was such a good fucking feeling. And then when you get into the combat side of the gameplay, it's so smooth, it's so responsive, and especially whenever you have a team to play with. Now there are times that I would take some of these these, you know, enemies on by myself and it wasn't a problem. But there was other times that I was taking on people uh, or enemies in the game and I was like, "Okay, I need some help." So none of my friends were online. So I kind of got a little irritated. I was like, well, that sucks. So I start flying around. And I end up running into just like random people that are playing the game. And I talked to them, you know, or was like, you know, follow me this way. They follow me and they ended up helping me take on one of the main bosses in the game. Uh, and it was so fucking cool, dude. It was so cool. I mean, no joke. No negativity thrown at them. I talked about this earlier on Twitter today of saying I'm not that type of person that's going to smack, like, completely slam a developer. But this is the type of experience that I wanted to have with, like, Fallout 76 of, like, walking through this world 
and coming up and just finding some random person who's like, hey, let's go take on these bosses. And it really was just, I mean, I'm just in awe. I'm happy for you. You'll you'll play it when you're over. Here. No, I won't. Yes, you will. No, I bet you will. That game will never see my. How attention. much you want to bet? I will bet you six stacks right now. I will never touch Anthem, <laughs> bro. Oh my god. There'll well, be what, enough, if, what there, if Mass Effect? What if the new Mass Effect game is just like Anthem? Is it Mass Effect? If it's Mass Effect, what then if it I comes will play out it, and it's exactly the same format as Anthem. Then that no, the, then they give the the exact amount of time and stuff that they needed to give to. The reason I'm not playing Anthem is because it took time away from a de- uh, from a series that was fucking exceptional, and they turned it to shit so they could focus on something else. That's the shit that pisses me off. I got you. I understand. Fuck Anthem. <laughs> You're so salty, bro. Uh, Oh my god. Alright, so And there will be plenty of people to buy that damn game. It does I, to- need- I totally agree. And it, I know you. I know you does bro. not Listen, need my sixty four. You are mad about Anthem releasing, but you still support Bioware, right? Like you still love Bioware. Let me tell you something about Bioware. Bioware needs to get their shit together. Oh and, my god. And I'm just you know, Anthem is a great start for whoever's gonna fucking play it. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Okay. And apparently there's a new Dragon Age four coming out or whatever. Okay, but you know what? You shit on my series. The series, the series, the series besides Star Wars, you know, not of the Republic, whatever. Mass Effect is is what really has driven you, and you shit on it to make another fucking game. Anyways, go ahead. Jeez, so much anger. uh, There is, brother. Oh, but you know, this is like. I mean, and I'm not. Just try, I'm not trying to compare you to him, but this is like the situation with a lot of like very serious Diablo fans, you know, because they had the same type of feeling. They had the feeling that like they expected a new Diablo when they expected it, and it didn't come out the way they wanted to, and they were fucking pissed. They're, but they're still in the they're in the process of still making Diablo Four. Well, they haven't they released it. Bioware is probably still in the process of making another Mass. Effect no, they're not because they're fucking making no, shit for really, Anthem. Listen, and they're making this they're, they're already, making Dragon listen, Age. Listen, no, they're this not. is already made. And, and I'm they're, st- right and they're now, making Dragon Age. I bet uh-uh. you a hundred dollars. Dragon Age Four or whatever is being done by the other Bioware studio. I'm telling you. And uh, no, no fans are but they're not making Mass Effect right now. I guarantee it. Okay, we'll see. June bolts. Anyway, so moving on from this. So last topic of the night. What games are you most excited for in February? Now, Bolts, there's five major titles. There's Anthem, Metro Exodus, Crackdown 3, Jump Force, and we fucking Far know Cry New Dawn. <laughs> what um, games are you mainly excited for for this month? Uh, uh, only two of them, really. Um, and that's, of, of course... Metro Exodus, which I think will be will be the cherry on the top of all them games. Yeah, I don't care what what anybody says. I think the story is going to drive that game, yeah. and it's going to have beautiful physics and gameplay, and it's just going to be amazing. I agree. And then you know, Far Cry Five and a Half. Um, Far Cry Five and a Half. And that's and that's pretty much it. Okay. Well, of course, I'm excited for Metro Exodus. Um, I'm excited for Anthem. And I'm partially excited for Far Cry New Dawn. I think, I think New Dawn will be good. I just, I guess, I need to get over my little fandom of id Software and stop getting all salty about how much the game looks alike. 
It's stupid for me to be that way, but I can't help but look at it and be like, <laughs> even though I really enjoyed Far Cry 5. I mean, I really, really enjoyed Far Cry 5, so I don't know, man. But cool thing, I posted this a couple of days ago. We got some good comments on here. Um, not really like really in-depth details, but I still want to give some shout-outs to my people for commenting on here. Larry Gibson says Metro and Far Cry. Jewel says Anthem, the only one I also plan to play. Maybe the new Far Cry. Well, we make all we all make mistakes in life. <laughs> LA <laughs> said Jump Force and Anthem. Nick said Anthem is probably the only one that I'll play. Uh, James Brewer, my boy, said probably nopes. <laughs> probably nopes. Crackdown 3 looks like a hot mess. Far Cry New Dawn is just Far Cry 5.5. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice, nice. The way the devs have been uh, reacting to the Metroid boycott is just silly which mind you that's something else we didn't talk about you know the you know deep silver and 4a came out and they were a little upset all these pc fans were pissed off because the epic game exclusivity for the pc release and the and the devs and which i know a lot of people are going to disagree with me, but the devs have the possibility of saying this it's if it's their choice their choice they came out and said if people keep complaining like this and boycotting whatever, we just won't bring the game to PC, and and that won't be an issue at all because it'll still make more. Mo- it'll still money. It still will make money on the console. Yeah, but then you know the 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 devs came out afterwards and said, "Listen, we were mad because of this, and y'all have to understand this was not a decision that 4A Games decided to do. It was our publishers that decided to do this, and it is a timed exclusive. So." Anyways, then James also said, probably, maybe. Um, uh, Anthem demo was buggy as hell, but the exosuits uh, were fucking amazing. Also, a fi- uh, also a 15-month Origin Premium. Oh, I guess he's a 15-month Origin Origin Premium member. Uh, and he said he's already paid for Jump Force. <clears throat> then Jennifer Kibble said, uh, Crackdown 3, but I am going to wait until I get a dent put into Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, Christopher Payne says, Apex Legends, Apex Legends, and Anthem possibly Jump Force and Crackdown. Uh, Sebastian, my boy Sebastian, my former co-host on the PlayStation Invasion podcast, Apex Legends. Lydia Kimmel says, Far Cry New Dawn. Jason Joseph says, Crackdown 3. Becky O'Brien says none because I am B-R-O-K-E. Broke. <laughs> Both staring at me. Uh, Ty Blackshear said Jump Force, Anthem, Crackdown, Far Cry, and Metro. He had them all listed from one to five. Uh, Daniel Harden said uh, Anthem for PC. Of course, Bolt says Metro. Duh. Chris Kidd said Anthem. Ashley Tran said Jump Force. And Carly Fur... <laughs> I always forget your last name. I'm sorry. Carly said Metro and New Dawn. Oh, and On the Fence about Anthem. So Thank you all for Let coming. Let me tell you all something. The best game didn't even get called out enough, and that was Metro Exodus. I'm disappointed in you fans. 
<laughs> it's going to be a pretty big game, I'm telling you. I'm, it's going to be a shocker. So um, thank you guys so much for tuning in to this impromptu episode of the podcast. We recorded a little bit early. Um, I'm either going to get it posted on Thursday or Friday. I don't know what day I'll get it posted, but I love you guys. You want to give a shout-out, Bolts? Shout-out to all you peeps. Thanks for commenting on on the Facebook Thank you for listening. Thanks for being amazing. Love you guys. So much. If we ever see each other, you will get a kiss. Yes. Even if it's on the elbow. No, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're going face first. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So shout-outs to Bolts, of course. Shout-outs to my boy, TJ, a.k.a. T. Spray Spray. Shout-outs to Wesley as well. Um, Shout-outs to Chris Coon. Uh, supporter of the podcast, uh, as lo- along with JD and Justin Harden. Um, but just big shout outs to all you listeners. Uh, very much appreciate everything you guys have done listening wise. Uh, some stuff, some big stuff could be coming in the long run. I know it was just officially announced that Anchor today has been purchased by Spotify. So the podcast is tuned on Spotify, but this could be some, uh, some good stuff for us in the long run they got some stuff coming some updates coming pretty excited make sure to check us out on spotify also check us out on google podcast itunes and centilinks.com thanks for tuning in guys peace out peace